Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What's up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, investor, and professional wrestling fan. Let's go. Right from the top, if you're listening to this show, let's just go. Let's get out of that mundane. Let's get out of those vibes that might be bringing you down. And let's sit back, relax, and talk sports cards for a little bit. I'm juiced. I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. I'm feeling a little refreshed, a little overwhelmed, but a little refreshed. You ever had that before? Feeling overwhelmed, but you're feeling refreshed? That's how I'm feeling. I just got back from vacation. It was a week away. It was much needed. It was a little brain break from the startup life and operation. Um, A little break from just the day-to-day grind of being a content creator in and out of the hobby. There is a lot that goes into the planning, the processing, the prep, the execution, the conversations, the Zoom calls, the Slack meetings. All of that stuff, all that stuff that I love, that keeps me going, I really do. But sometimes you need to take a step back. And I got a week away with my wife's family. We got some family time up at a beach house up in northern Indiana. Yes, a beach house. There's a beach in northern Indiana, believe it or not. Michigan City. Shout out to everyone in the region who's a listener of the Stacking Slabs podcast. Got to unplug, get away from work a little bit. Still checked in because I am uh, can't quite unplug. I have a hard time doing that. But I did spend some time reflecting on my hobby experience. And that's a good thing. I think we should all find time to sip, take a step back, get out of the grind of the day-to-day, getting in the weeds, all the searching for cards the listings, the buying, trading, selling, communicating, consuming of content, all of this stuff, to take a step back and reflect. Started to ask myself some questions. How is my direction? Am I excited? What excites me the most? How am I preparing for upcoming events like the National? What am I looking to achieve in sports cards in the next five to 10 years? I got a chance to sit back, think about those things. I'm going to be talking about them in this episode. But most importantly, I think for me, the idea of having something like sports cards to turn to as an escape is still very much there, still very much present, and is really the fuel that gets me moving each and every day. I don't get caught up in the market fluctuations, the day-to-day stuff. You know, I was thinking about it. It's like I've talked about the last couple of weeks, um, fandom and financial components to it and how it's a balance and it's a, you know, a teeter-totter act. What I try to do is I try to approach my cards much like I approach, you know, financial situations where I've got uh, maybe help or a financial advisor where it's like, all right, let's put some money that I'm making on a regular basis into S&P. Let's put it into the S&P 
and I'm not what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to open up my Charles Schwab app every day and look at it. I'm just not going to do that because I have confidence in the market and I have confidence in uh, the direction that my financial advisor, um, you know, uses our assets and puts our money towards. So that that mindset is similarly to how I'm thinking about cards, where it's like, yeah, I want my cards to go up. However, I'm not going to be in the day-to-day weeds of the market going up and down. It's more from a macro. I have confidence in collectibles. I have confidence in sports cards. I've been collecting things my entire life. What I do know and what I do want more than anything is if I'm spending my hard-earned money on sports cards, I want them to be of players that are significant to me and that make me feel something. So when I get that mail day, when I rip it open and I pull out that card, I smile for a second. If I'm not smiling when I'm getting cards on a mail day, something's wrong. And so that's what I'm, how I'm thinking in a big reflection. I think this is what I can tell you after a dedicated week with fewer distractions. And let me say, I say fewer distractions. However, I had a house full of my nieces and nephews. It was madness, kids mania, kids everywhere, um, which is great. They're all awesome. It, uh, got me a chance to look into how, what my life is going to be like here in a few months. And, uh, it's going to be madness, but I love it. Um, but I have confidence more today, more than ever in sports cards. I have confidence based on the acquisitions that we're seeing. Um, the, the golden news recently, I think if these types of things weren't happening and our market was feeling stagnant and status quo, while this, you know, we were having some market fluctuation, then maybe I would put up some red flags and be a little concerned. I think we have strong opportunity to innovate in this hobby, being a guy who's in technology, uh, being in a guy that you know works for companies that build solutions in certain segments to help solve problems and make people's lives easier. There's a lot of that that is needed in the sports card market, but I can tell you over the last, you know, six to 12 months, it seems like a lot of conversations regarding new technology and innovation are taking place. I, you know, there are so many platforms out there that are popping up and they're all, when they all launch, when they all go to market, they're probably not all going to be perfect. However, we should, as a hobby, support these platforms because they will the more feedback and support that we offer them the better product the quicker they're going to make iterations if they're a product company that is focused on market feedback and then they will create a product that helps you know solve a lot of our needs and desires and this is how i think about technology and i know it's just like there's so much damn opportunity so when I I mentioned this, but when the the golden news hit of the acquisition, my first thought was, thank you. This means better, bigger, quicker, more efficient technology. The other thing I think we need to talk more about and we need to get excited about is the fact that the national VIPs are sold out. Sold out. NWO sold out. You guys remember that pay-per-view back in the day? All you WCW marks out there? I think this is important. Um, I think you heard Shay on the show last week. He mentioned, you know, they sold 40 to 
40 to 60,000 tickets. I don't know. I cannot confirm or nor deny that. However, if the number of people that are headed to Chicago is anywhere in that vicinity, that's madness. That is confidence. And the best part about this, people are bringing their money. People are getting ready to spend their money, um, escape, enjoy the hobby, enjoy it at a cat, like a, a just mat at a magnitude that probably us who've never been to the show aren't even going to be able to realize until we get in there. But there's something special about that. And there's something special that these people, this m- amount of people, it's, it, this doesn't just happen overnight, but these activities and everything compounds into one big thing. And I think we're going to see that at the national. I think this is an important thing that I think a lot about. It's what seems to be reality and what people push is always what's happening in that moment or in that day. And for me, it's I always try to take a step back and think, no, it's not just this event or that event. It's usually it's a, uh, a bunch of different activities, events, sales, people, investing, all these things combine into one big event. And that big event, I think we're going to see at the national take shape. And I'm really fired up about it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get in the mix and I'm excited to see this. And I think one of the things that I've heard a lot in maybe sports cards and naysayers say is, you know, you know, I'm, I'm leaving cards. I'm going to do, you know, NFTs and, you know, all this new trend and new fad. And like my, my perspective is like, go do that. Like, if you like that and you think there's a market for that, go do that. That's fine. Like 100%. I have no ill will at all towards people that are into digital collectibles. It very well could be a massive thing with massive opportunity. I, I definitely see this. But what I don't like is I don't like it when people are trying to compare NFTs and sports cards. They're two different things. And sports cards have been around for a long, long time. And so it's just, that's one of the things that I think gives me more confidence in sports cards is that a lot of people that I'll be seeing or hearing on social media will try to compare the two. And to me, it's just, well, they're trying to compare the two because sports cards are established and they're trying to piggyback off of some of um, the longevity of that market. So to me, when new things come in and they try to attach themselves with sports cards, maybe we shouldn't get completely upset. We should think, you know what? This gives us more and more confidence about our hard-earned dollars and where they're being spent. Sports cards, baby. I'm having more fun than ever. I can tell you that. And maybe that's just because I've got more time under my belt. I've got more direction. I've got a focus. I know what I'm doing. I'm not going to walk into the national. I don't walk into eBay every day um, through my phone and not know what the hell I'm looking for. I've got a agenda. And I think we all need to have agendas because if you have an agenda, it's going to make your sports card buying, selling, trading more efficient, less regrets, and you're going to just, you're going to be passionate about it. Um, And I'm collecting with passion over profit. And Again, like I say this, and I don't want you to like listen on their side and be like, this guy's full of shit. Like, he doesn't want his cards to go up. Like, can't, we don't, I don't believe him. Of course, I want my cards to go up. 
However, I want to start from the level of, hey, let me buy players, buy cards, buy things that when I open them up, when that mail day hits and I get that bubble mailer and I take my knife, rip through it and pull the damn card out, it makes me smile. It's got to make you smile. If it's not making you smile, you got to make a pivot. You got to make a change. Um, and that's just how I think about it. I'm meeting some great people in sports cards, friends from around the globe. And I think what happens when you meet people that you get to share in the same passion, you got so much energy. And it's like you're in those IG chats, you're in those direct messages. And it's like you could just talk, it's like you could talk to this person forever, all day, and you just got to pull yourself back. But I love it. I love the fact that I'm getting schooled from collectors of all different segments. And I ask questions. I think it's important to ask your questions. Ask questions. Be curious. The more you learn, the better off that you will be. And I think for me, as I set the stage and say, hey, everybody, I'm doing this damn show. I love sports cards. I love the hobby. I have more confidence than ever. I had a little experience this week where I did something that I'm going to recommend to you because it, it just helps, helps cleanse the palate a little bit. So I'm going to shout out, like I do in a lot of the episodes, I'm going to shout out Card Ladder. And I'm not sure if you are a someone who gets into this section of the platform regularly, but I, I'm beginning to because it's helped me um, get excited and motivated about potential with sports card and potential with collectibles. But I want to shout out this, the Card Ladder 50 Index. And just in case you, you didn't know, I'm going to read it right here from the top. If you're not a user or if you're a user, Card Ladder has a CL50 Index, and it tracks the aggregate daily price movements of 50 high-profile sports cards. The cards players' categories were hand-selected based on their cultural and historical influence on sports cards and the sports card hobby. Okay. So these cards in an index are 50 of the most significant cards, right? Subjective, significant cards that the card ladder team wants to track in an index and check out their performance. So I thought this was cool because I am someone who am so in my lanes these days that I don't necessarily take a step back and look at, okay, well, like, let's look at some hobby history. Let's get schooled. Let's get educated. Let's see performance of true collectibles over a period of time so you know me i'm a football guy shout out football cards i hope that if you are holding football cards right now or you're a primary collector of football cards you're excited about football cards and you're excited about football to come i sure as hell am fired up so i i started looking at the cl50 and one of the big big uh cards that stuck out to me immediately was the 1981 Topps Joe Montana PSA 10 rookie card. Okay, so I looked at this card, and I had seen it before, and I saw it on the CL50 index. I said, I'm going to click into this card because I want to see how it's performing. Now, let me take a step back here. So, so much of sports cards, football cards specifically starts and stops with Tom Brady. Rightfully so, Tom Brady has seven freaking Super Bowls, okay? He is the guy, okay? 
I talk a lot about Tom Brady. I study his market. I post his card charts. I'm in Tom Brady every day. I'm in Tom Brady every day because, not because I collect and buy Tom Brady cards, although there are opportunities out there. I need a TB12 to tweet TB12 in my PC, trying to find the right one. But it also it starts and stops with him in the market for the most part. And so studying Tom Brady's market allows me to be a better Peyton Manning collector when I'm buying, when I see opportunities. So if I know Tom, how Tom Brady's market rolls, I'm probably going to be better informed on where Peyton Manning's market is going. Does that make sense? Anyways, a lot of us who are deep in the football game do this, okay? And a lot of us start and stop everything with Tom. Well, you got to take a step back. And if you're, you know, people in my demo, okay, if you're in the, if you're in the, the let's just say, 34 to 45 year old demo, okay, and you're listening to Stacking Slabs, you, you know that, yes, Tom Brady, we've watched him play, we've watched his excellence, but before Tom Brady, there was other guys, and one of those guys was Joe Montana. He maybe was the guy, and so this got me thinking, and I'm like, all right, let me look at his card, and knowing that Back in freaking 1981, they didn't have refractors. They didn't have the technology. There was no parallels. This is back in the era where it's like, hey, here's your rookie card, everybody. So in thinking about this, I started to dig into the card a little bit. And first thing I noticed, PSA 10, 1981 Tops Montana, Pop 109. Only 109 PSA 10s out there. Okay, so my guess is if there are 1981 Tops Joe Montana's hanging around raw these days, the odds of trying to get that PSA 10 is probably, probably Snowball's chance in hell category. That's what I'm thinking. So will there be another one? For sure. There'll be another PSA 10, I would imagine, over the course of time. But if you look at the population for as long as PSA's been grading to, Population of the card is 109 cards. Okay, so let's just like take a step back and think about the 81 Montana and just think of this top, this PSA 10 as a parallel in a way where it's one of 109. Because I think it's important that when you get down to this level that I'm not necessarily in day to day. I am on wrestling cards, and that's why I've been educated on it. But the, the, the fact that there's one card maybe in this era, and it's all based on condition, and it's all based on the population within PSA, there are, there, that is a play, and people go deep into that trying to get you know the highest grades of these cards knowing that there's not a lot of them. And so this Montana card a year ago was selling for 18K. And throughout the volatility of the last year, this card is, has been holding strong and is selling for 47K. So big, big, big difference there over the course of time. And I think the reason why I think this card continues to elevate in price 
are because of its significance. That is Joe Montana, who is a quarterback that a lot of people in my age demographic or maybe even older look to him, and he was their goat for so long until a guy named Tom Brady came around the block. The fact that there's such a short People love the PSA 10s and the fact that there's only a short supply of that. I think, again, like low pop, vintage stuff, these cards, it's going to be hard to gen these cards if they've been raw. And so these are the types of things that I'm looking at. And these are the types of things that give me confidence in sports cards as collectibles. So I think I love the index that Card Ladder puts together. I'm not saying I'm going out and pursuing these cards and buying them, but I think from a historical reference point and also just getting out of the weeds of the day-to-day activity and taking a step back and looking at some badass banger cards that mean a lot to the hobby and not just looking at them at the surface level, but start drawing conclusions and looking at the data and looking at the different points you'll start to get really, really excited about some of the things that you're doing in the hobby right now and it'll start to make you feel really good. So I just wanted to call that out as a punctuation point of me having more confidence than ever in sports cards. Are you signed up for the weekly rip? If you're not signed up for the weekly rip, you can do so. Link in my bio on Instagram, or you can follow the link in my show notes. It's free. This past week, I talked about kabooms. I want to talk about cards that are going up. Just People love shiny and short printed. They look cool. I'm still I'm curious on them. I'm not saying hard and fast. These are the next batch of inserts that we should all be going nuts over. But they appear from a modern insert perspective, a lot of negativity when it comes to modern inserts, that these are a card everyone could get behind. And a lot of the cards performing should give people who have those cards confidence. And they're badass. They're just badass. That's one thing that I think goes understated enough. When cards are badass, they're short printed, they look cool, those are probably going to do good things for their cards. So I'm excited about the future of Kabooms. Also in the week we ripped, I talked about listening to hobby vets. It took me a while to realize this because I'd be an idiot and say, you know, well, they've never operated in a crazy market like this. I'll be the one to admit I was dumb. They're willing to share their experiences, and I'm willing to listen, and there's so many nuggets. I point everyone to the Captain 37 Instagram Live, one of my favorite football collectors and dealers out there. He put a live together about do's and don'ts of the national. Um, you should check that out. Also, Worlds Collide, Tony, Zan, two awesome wrestling card collectors, um, content creators, I get comments every week about wrestling. I know you're out there and you love wrestling and you love wrestling cards. I'm so fired up about wrestling cards. I can't even see straight. Like when I'm going, like when I'm going to the national, like if you are listening and you're going to be at the national and you have like your display cases are chocked full of badass wrestling cards, DM me, DM me. Let me know your booth number. I'm coming to visit you. Okay. I'm, I want to spend money my hard-earned money, cash dollars on wrestling cards at the National because they make me so happy and I believe in this market. I believe in this market so much. So much nostalgia. And I know 
what they're doing to me, I know they're doing to other people. And I know that there are people who it, it give, give you that funny feeling, but they're just not aware. So my goal here with Stacking Slabs and this podcast is to con- continue to bring awareness to wrestling cards. But when people are out there creating content that kicks ass, like the World's Collide team, I'm going to talk about it. So go check out, check out their podcast, Zan, Tony, love it, YouTube, all, all, all the channels. But really loved it. They had a great episode with my man Yamwax, my man David Peck. Uh, it was like an hour and 30 minutes of just great stuff. So shout out to those guys. Go sign up for the weekly rip if you aren't already. Last week I put out there the shift from abundance to collecting for significance is a challenging and rewarding evolution. Discipline to save, denying that satisfaction that a routine mail day brings, restraint when cards pop, small sacrifices, for the big stories and cards to come. Collecting makes us feel good, everybody. We all know that. I've been collecting all things, everything for years, and I've always been in the volume game. When it comes to wrestling figures, that was kind of my first big thing as a kid. I had to have them all. I had to have everything. I think the process of buying, getting the mail, sharing that on Instagram really makes us feel good. And let me put a caveat and say, I know Everyone collects differently. And for anyone who thinks when I'm up here sharing my experiences that I'm trying to say this is how to do it, that's wrong. Like I've been getting some messages. I'm not telling everybody what to do. I'm sharing my experiences. So I put a big caveat and I say I know everyone collects differently. Just sharing my perspective. I think collecting for significance is really, really important. It's not necessarily, I think there, I talked about the CL index. Yeah, like would I love an 81 Joe Montana PSA 10? For sure. Like I would love that card. But if I bought that card, it would be for me. And it ne- not, wouldn't necessarily be because of its place and the significance of the hobby. I think there, that's a balancing act. I think for me, I'm trying to blaze my own trail. I hear a lot of people talk about the cards they buy from the perspective of the community, which is great. Like, I love that. Like, we should buy cards that, like, other people think are cool. But I think we also need to make sure that the cards we buy satisfies our needs. Finding our needs and desires is the most important thing. All right, here's a little story, everybody. If you smell... All right, so I made a decision about six months ago, and it was like, I love wrestling cards. I love The Rock. Hero growing up. Entertainer. Hard worker. Just a so many memories. So much nostalgia. But I've talked about like, you know, well, everyone's pushing this trivia card. This trivia card isn't cool to me because it's Rocky Maivia. Everyone said Rocky sucks. I've talked about this. So although like I would, I told, I told Drake's PC this this week when we were DMing. He's a big rock. We collect the same things. <laughs> um... But we were we were DMing and you know I told him he's got the Rock Rocky My Via Cardinal Trivia in a nine five and I told him like dude I would love like I would love to have that card I'm just not paying the price of what those cards are right now I'd rather put my money into cards that I think are more significant I think are cool I think are limited and so to me. While I say I am a rock collector, I'm not out there going after all the mainstream rock cards that the market or people say 
these are the true rookies. Like there are no there are no true rookies in wrestling cards. I'm gonna emphatically say that. Everyone's trying to create narratives, everyone's trying to create stories, everyone's trying to pump up the cards, and everyone's trying to say, like, this is the rookie. There's no hard and fast rules on rookie cards in wrestling cards. So call me freaking crazy, but I don't think they matter half as much as rookies in other sports. So I'm going to say that as a student of the game and as a fan of wrestling cards. There is so much unregulation, so much jumping federation, so many international cards. So I could make a whole damn episode on it. But I don't think like rookie cards matter half as much in wrestling as they do other sports. Do I do I want a WCW stunning Steve Austin card that could be, could have been pulled out of any pack during that time period and want to glorify that as the stone cold Steve Austin rookie card? I'm not doing it. So if I you can do it, but if I'm not doing it, maybe there's some other people that aren't doing it either. So to me, when it comes to wrestling cards, I want the stuff that I like. I want the stuff that makes me feel good. I want the stuff that's limited. So, Rock Collector, Finding Needs and Desires. I posted it this week, but I got a 2014 The Rock, Topps Chrome, Gold Refractor, PSA 9, Pop 2, 2 higher, out of 50, first gold Topps Chrome Rock Refractor. That story of being able to say that, he's got John Cena up in the sharpshooter. The card is freaking money. And so for me, I paid way less what I would have paid in a gem Rocky Maivia Cardinal trivia card. But in my opinion, the card is way more badass than the Cardinal trivia card. So I think the opportunity to try to be unique is critical. So many of my favorite collectors on IG have collections like no other and stories to accompany their pieces. I've got a story with that 2014 gold rock refractor now. I've been looking for that card forever, and now I've got a story behind it. I think I admire people who have stories to that accompany their pieces. When I buy something, it's for me because it's my money and it makes me feel good. And I think there's a balance, but always focus on your need and what feels significant to you. The more you can avoid the volume game, in my opinion, the more fun and the better it will be. Preparing for the national, I think this is an important topic. I want to just share some quick perspective. There's so much good content out there. I said, pointed you to Kevin's video. And by the way, the Captain 37, he's been a guest on the show. He's coming back on Hobby Hustle this Friday. Can't wait to share that conversation with all of you. Go watch his video before that conversation. I promise you we're going to not talk about every detail of his video, but we'll touch on it. I think it's all about preparation going into the national. When I am working my day job, I talk to a lot of people. I interview a lot of people. I create content with a lot of people. It's all about the research, doing the homework, making the ask, doing prep calls. And when I get on that stage and I'm getting ready to, have a conversation with them. The conversation is seamless because there has been preparation done and we're all on the same page. And this is how I feel about going into an event like the National. Watching Kevin's video gave me confidence. One, his primary point, if you want to make some moves, you want to make some plays, make sure you have the cash. Cash is king. So what I'm doing right now is something very, very difficult. When I get done with this recording, I am listing new cards 
for sale so I can raise funds, so I can have capital. Because I'm about to walk into a forty to 60,000 person event, showcases everywhere. You think there's going to be cards I want? Of course there's going to be cards I want. A lot of the cards I've been watching on eBay are going to be sitting there live in person. And so I want to be prepared. So I'm going through the process right now of liquidating some stuff that I really love, part of the hobby, part of being a collector, so I can get some cash. Because I'm not made of money. I don't have money growing on trees. I do have money in sports cards. And I have to make the decision what leaves the PC in order to have money to be prepared for the national. So I think as long as you have your focus, you're in a good spot. I got to just hit this one more time. I got to. All Elite Wrestling, I bought my tickets for All Out Weekend, Dynamite, Rampage, All Out, Chicago. Very apparent. I'm an AEW guy. I'm, a, I'm all elite. I do cowboy shit. Hanging out. But I just want to say it. I'm going to keep saying it. I'll be there. Anyone at AEW or at Upper Deck wants to talk about AEW cards, get at me, stacking slabs, DM, stacking slabs at gmail.com. I'm your number one advocate. Stacking slabs podcast. I am your number one advocate. Get at me. And how about Road Rager this past week? It was a banger. Jeez, are you watching AEW, man? This show rules. Bringing so much feeling, bringing so much nostalgia. I just can't wait for these cards to hit. What a roster. So much fun. So great to see live fans again. I can't wait to feel that energy in Chicago here. It's going to be awesome. AEW. Close out here. Buying something for you hits different. It can be it can be a break from the anxiety of the market fluctuation. It's a card of someone that you love and not who you think everyone else will love. Find moments to sedate speculation. Buy for you and stay a while. I think speculation is a part of what we do in the hobby, but the more time, energy, and focus that can be spent on buying sports cards that make you happy, that make you feel something, will get you to stay, and you'll be here for a long while. A long, long while, everybody. Just want to say I'm really fired up about the sports card market, fired up about the hobby. There's so many people doing such great stuff. Never forget, curate other people's work, share their content, like their posts, comment, do all that stuff. The more interaction, the more engagement that we can all give each other, the stronger our market will be, the happier we're going to be, the more relationships there are going to be. We'll all kick it, have a blast, and kick it in the national. And just It's an amazing time to be alive. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. To Captain 37 on Hobby Hustle, Stacking Slab, this Friday. Peace out. Peace out.